Delaney. And it's Katie. This is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey, y'all. Happy July. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it? I was supposed to be. Mm. Yeah, we could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But, you, you know, it's summer solstice. The month of July. We got another holiday coming up, Catherine. Right? Yep, over the hill. Anniversary of your birth? Over the hill. Okay, over the hill is crazy. <laughs> but y'all missed, I mean, we didn't talk about right. it. But we, we, Katie turning 50 this year. Huzzah. Is that what, it, I thought it was 60. It's 50? That makes more sense. I don't know. I feel like 51 would be more accurate. I just 50 would be on top of the hill. Which is why I don't understand why you would say. I mean, don't worry about that but <laughs> y'all missed it because we uh well we didn't uh what's it called it talk about it but you on summer solstice we said our intentions that was cute what was that oh that see <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's going i mean i was looking i, I opened it to look at it, i'm like it's been a week ain't none of this stuff happened dang the way i but, completely forgot about that you where do you I, I wonder like should we have put it somewhere and uh, like meanwhile i remember at the beginning of the year when i was like i'm gonna wait until i you know my life is more together so i can put together my vision board it's july vision board <laughs> not put together okay but i feel like you could do you know what you could do like this is what i want to do by the end of the year you could flip it yeah i mean like because i do think that like you don't need it don't need to be at the beginning of the year which is why i was comfortable waiting but also like to be fair, that's really like counterproductive to be like, oh, I'm gonna wait till my life is together to put together my vision board. Yeah, you know. But I just wanted it to be calmer, like so that I could be in a headspace that I'm really thinking about. Okay, what do I really want to put on the vision board? Yeah, you know, like I don't want to just put it like a hodgepodge of stuff. Like, but also today might be the perfect day because this is July first because we at the halfway mark of the year. Like yeah. we have finished two quarters of the year. It's quarter three. Wait, am I am I bugging? Okay, it's not quarter three. It's quarter three if you if you start in January. Yeah, it's still halfway through the year. Yeah. Okay. So that would be exciting. Oh, but also this is what we're talking about. So summer solstice was on June twenty second. If you didn't know, and we set some intentions. I saw like something going around about setting your intention in a, in a new journal with a green pen. I texted Delaney, my girl, it's 9.30 p.m. What you doing? <laughs> um, so that was cute. We gonna see. That was fun to do. Happy summer solstice. Well, two weeks ago, but you get it. Don't be ungrateful. Happy summer solstice. And yeah, I love us in our rural era. Low key, we be in, we've been a little. Right, on our, getting our charts. and our yeah. Girl, at cute. this point it's like anything like <laughs> i was just what i was saying like <laughs> you'd be desperate like a sign a, a drop of water like something like i, I need a sign yeah. <laughs> something to help me it was on. cute though um okay well news this week i was about to say something crazy not crazy but ridiculous um you know, I had to go into the vault for this one. Um, 
Peabody announced this was a little bit ago, but not that far ago, a couple weeks ago. They announced um, that they're establishing a new academic department um, in performing arts and health. Eastman has a um, a department like that. It's like a. I do. Oh yeah, remember that girl, that lady that you don't really mess with like that. She, she be. She kind of like at the head of that or whatever. Lady, I don't the performance, the performing arts medicine at Eastman. I don't know if she's still doing it. Oh, her <laughs> girl. That's why I ain't nobody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. No. Because <laughs> she did way too much. Without, you know, I can't say too much. The one, though, the thing I do want to say will send me straight to the gates of hell. And the thing that I want to say um, will disclose who she is. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Okay. Um. Well. She was so damn raggedy. Um. Well, there's a... um performing arts health researcher named Dr. Chris Chesky, who was announced to be the inaugural um, distinguished professor at the Peabody Institute um, in their joint appoint in a joint appointment between Peabody and John Johns Hopkins School of Medicine. So he's serving as the chair of the new academic department for performing arts and health and health at Peabody, which is supposed to expand the conservatory's industry-leading interdisciplinary, you see how I can't read already five minutes in, interdisciplinary research and innovation in arts-based health interventions and clinical care for performing artists. This is nice that people are are doing this, because I remember that was something, not even just with Eastman's Performing Arts Medicine thing, but I remember when I was first going there, like, taking a tour and seeing all the stuff that they had one of the things that they had was like they specifically had like a nurse that specialized in like musicians mm-hmm. um health and stuff like in the dorms oh um, i forgot about that yeah and i remember her saying that the the do you know the the instrument that usually gets the most injuries okay i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess three and if it's not that the first my first guess is trumpet really my second guess is bass my third guess is violin none of those no apparently really yeah why do you say trumpet because i feel like they always have mouth problems hmm. okay. like oh, i feel like i know a lot of trumpeters i know one trumpeter who had to quit i mean that's not that's not uncommon i mean it's uncommon in that like whatever but yeah, he got to the point where he c- he can't play anymore. Dang, there was somebody in my it studio happened, like, like mid masters. There was somebody in my studio like that. It was actually really sad. Yeah, that's so sad. Because it was one of those people that like it was like their whole life, and then like I'm, they was having problems like accepting yeah. it and all that type of stuff. And like yeah, they like like it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't even imagine what that would feel like. I'm not gonna wood. Yeah, but like I don't understand that. Like, what do you mean I can't put? my veal I, I, you know what I'm saying? I can't conceptualize that yeah that's why like that movie a late quartet like I low-key was like tearing up like within, within the first like 10 minutes because one of the people in the movie he had Parkinson's and you could see they was in a performance you could see that he was struggling to play and I was like oh my god that had me tearing up because it's like your body not doing it doing what you tell it to do no more you've had this whole mm-hmm. career like oh my gosh but the instrument that at the time this is what they said is harp really mm-hmm. 
What? What be wrong with them? I don't know. Maybe something neck, shoulders. Oh, because you got to lean around it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, posture is important for anybody, but maybe that's like a... I don't know. There's yeah, certain I, I only put a harp like once. There's certain things like that'll mess you up. Like one thing that messed me up as a bass player, like for of course it matters on any string instrument, but it is really important on a bass to have a bridge that is the correct size. Yeah. Like, like playing on a bass that that action is too high on the strings, like literally nearly gave me carpal tunnel i had problems in my shoulder and my left shoulder for years and like i remember at one point it was that when i was at interlocking at one point i could not even look over my left shoulder it was so painful Dang. and i remember my sophomore jury had to be cut i had to cut my program short because there was a i was i remember i had to cut the first movement of the kusavisky concerto i could not get like by the end of the second page i was nearly crying i could not I couldn't play past it. Like, so, yeah. That's the show that had me jacked up for years. Like, because I, the, when I was at, well, I went to public school, all high school, but the first one that I went to, the, the bases were cheap. And a lot of the, like, cheap instruments, they're going to slap any bridge on it. It was like, you cannot do yeah. that with the bass. Even if you put bridge adjusters, because those bases had bridge adjusters on them. Yeah. But even, yeah. even with those, the action was way too high on the string and it messed up my shoulder. So, Dang. Yeah. I could still like my shoulder don't hurt no more, but I still feel like it's, it's a little seasoned. Like I could, you know, like when you, it's something that it is yeah. not, it doesn't hurt, but you could feel it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. So I don't know what's going on. With I'm that. so sorry. I've never had an injury, like, ever. And it also, and it's also like some of it has to do with the fact that I'm like. I don't know if I still am. I probably still am because I haven't done anything to change it. But in weaker than the average person, <laughs> they do that. I remember that. They, I remember that you hated me so much when we went to the gym that one time. You had a terrible time the entire time. Because well, like, we did that thing <laughs> at the doctor's office where they they do like you have to grip on something and you squeeze as hard as you can and it shows how much force you have. And I remember mine was like it was like half as much as it should have been. I was oh, like, oh, shoot. I know. I was like, I'm even noodle arms that's why they have to this actually they didn't this this past time i got my blood drawn a couple weeks ago but usually every other time this was the first time that they haven't had to use the baby one they usually have to because my veins don't show so they have to use a little baby one that they use for infants because my, oh my veins God. are too <laughs> with the little bow on it that's cute okay but yeah Dang. i was like okay veins come popping out period hey sis Period. When I get to LA, we're going to be in our gym era. Period. Why are you frozen? You frozen? We got to pause. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, I did tell my sister I was going to go to the gym. I feel like you told her that a couple years ago. Okay, not too much. Um, <laughs> Not a couple years. It, it definitely has not been a couple Delaney, years. Delaney, I swear. It, I swear. It, it, it was when we years. was at Eastman. But no, but I'm talking about with her. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm talking about with her. So that was now, since that I was moved like, back. Yeah, so that's been a year. Okay. <laughs> and no, because I was moving around this time, and it was like a couple months ago, and I just re-brought it up. Um, 
girl, I'm paying for a gym membership. I'm not using, so I'm gonna shut up. Keep it cute. <laughs> look what's in my own closet before I look around. Super around my own front door. Well, if you wanna um, help some people out with they performance related injuries i think that would be nice to have i mean especially at the intersection of of performing arts and medicine like not even just physical injuries and stuff but like also just like mental health stuff i feel like would be extremely beneficial Mm -hmm. for musicians and performing artists in general um so hopefully that's that's something that they incorporate in, in programs like this moving forward. Because a lot of, like, universities have that. I've heard terrible things about most university, like, um, healthcare mm-hmm. systems and things like that. But having some sort of specialization in, like, performing artists and stuff will low-key eat, so. Period. What else is going on? Why am I asking you? No, it's a girl's a slow news day. Um, oh, but another thing that I saw a couple of days ago in the inbox is that the Sphinx Virtuosi are um, releasing their debut album called Songs for Our Times. And I saw on the cover, I was like, hey, Caitlin. Shout out to Caitlin. Okay, Caitlin. She on the cover right here, giving. Um... But yeah, it's a, of course, Sphinx Virtuosi, if you don't know, is a self-led all-black and Latino touring ensembles, chamber orchestra. And on this album, they're going to be performing music by Jesse Montgomery, Valerie Coleman, Michael Abels, Ricardo Hurst, um, Carlos Simon, Florence Price, and Aldemaro Romero, um, as well as a, an arrangement by Ruben Ringel of A Piece by Beethoven. So... It's coming out this month on Deutsche Gramophone. Um, oh, we got the pass. We got the we got the link. The press only link. Oh wait, so. I thought you meant like it was like in a newsletter or something. We got a no. It's a, it's a, a press, press release. Yeah, girl, we be getting press releases. We got it. And you know, I keep an eye. I keep an eye on who got us on their list and who don't. Very few orchestras have us on their list. Actually, off the top of my head, I can only think of one. So. Who? I was playing. <laughs> Actually, one one major, I will say. One major oh, okay. orchestra. There, there are smaller orchestras that do have us. They got us on a list, so when my resume come through their thing, they know who to turn away. All right. And to be fair, <laughs> also, those smaller orchestras probably, some of them, I think, use outside PR. So it's mm. like their PR, classical music PR people have us on their list and mm. then send out per, like, whatever. And then there are people who have their in-house PR like a lot of like major orchestras will have people that do PR for them mm-hmm. like on salary um and yeah not a lot of them have us I think only one um yeah keeping an eye um <laughs> which means nothing so <laughs> what I'm gonna do about it absolutely nothing so but yeah, that's out on um on July twenty eighth. But it's out for us now. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But yeah, we got the link if you want to listen to it, Catherine. And last but not least, because there's just a lot going on. Um, I mean, there's not a lot going on. 
is that we also get some emails for like you know when people are hiring and stuff and speaking to sphinx sphinx is hiring a full-time role and it's remote if you want to stay at the house as i do um they're hiring a manager of their leadership programs so um that includes handling the logistics the logistics of sphinx connect which is their annual global convening um as well as other programs that are in their leadership department that sounds like it probably includes sphinx lead this does not say but i'm gonna link the longer um job description so um so that y'all can apply if you wish they're seeking resumes and cover letters by july 17th so you know you got a little time to put something together um and i will link that in the description um with what they're looking for they have a very detailed um description of the type of person that they're looking for for this position and i don't know what the the rules are in detroit of whether or not they gotta put the salary in the job description but they gotta do that here no they do not apparently so the email said it was in the 50s oh i see starting starting salary Mm. in the 50,000s but it's a full-time early to mid-career opportunity so you know and also has uh benefits so listen if if you're getting up there as i am you might want to look at that past 26 your benefit package become a bottle of robitussin and some band-aids they really have you out here. It's out, it's out, out here, raw dogging it. Wow. <laughs> Woo! It's got a laugh. Amazing. Well, that's all I got, girl. Nobody string popped, so. Okay, so I told you Delaney and I've been in our little woo woo era. Um. And so I was on TikTok per usual, waiting for my brain to ooze out my ears. And I heard this thing called a human design type. Like you can find like, like what your type of human design is. And like I'm gonna pull up the definition of that. Um, wait, did I close it? I did. Okay. Um. Okay, it's a relatively um, new concept, which is like we'll talk about that in a second. Because I was like, I don't know, Delaney. Um, but it's basically talks about how your how your energy flows within you and how you can harness that energy to your best ability. Decide by breaking you up into like parts, different categories, and like using the information in that category to like best live your life. That's pretty vague, but um, I'll link the article that we're pulling from and the tests that we took it's not a test it's with your sign um but the information that you put into like your birthday and your time the time you were born and i'm gonna ask delaney like which one she got and then also like um if she agrees with it how how that manifests in her work both in classical music music in general and outside of that okay so you can go first oh what am i saying which one? Because I know we looked up the fraction one and the... The fraction one. I mean, you... Yeah, the fraction one. Oh, and not the... We're doing both, though, I, overall? Yeah. Okay. So my fraction... When I took the actual test, 
it said so the fraction is like your profile and I got four over one and they called it the bonus life um and we're reading from that one that you that first one you sent me no the second one the wee wee girl that sounds crazy when I said out loud that's weird because when I read that one I thought that was the first one like I thought that was the not the fraction oh sorry that's what I meant then I got mixed up oh okay okay dang so I just scrolled past what I was gonna so for that one I got that's not the profile that's what do you call it it's your your, your type, type. Your design type okay yeah. yeah my design type is manifesting generator that's what I got okay okay what that mean okay um it basically says that first of all it says we make up 33 percent of the population um it says that we supposedly find joy in trying new things and squeezing the most out of life okay now <laughs> you have to laugh <laughs> you have to bust out laughing um sorry <clears throat> and that we're notorious for finding shortcuts to mastery it says that we we tend to work hard like a generator with our energy st- stemming from the sacral, so things that are of sacred origin, and um, and but we have the power. Okay, not our guests, our guests on the show, my dogs. Um, I don't know if y'all can hear them screaming, like <laughs> like the lungs on them. Okay, like Father God. Um, but we also have the power to speak things into existence. Um, it says that you may be a manifesting generator if you experience bursts of energy with the need to recharge or if you feel strongly about whether something is for you or not Um, and that we know immediately if we're on the right track it says um, that I need to be aware of what I respond to and ensure that I'm informing others before I act um, and that satisfaction will come when I learn to conserve energy by working and responding with caution and intention. I don't really know what to make of this. Yeah, I feel like it's so vague. Yeah. And you said the guy that created this or like studied this like recently died too. So it's like. Well, he died like, like over 10 years ago at this point. Oh. I think it said 2011. Oh, okay. I just feel like astrology so much more like fleshed out and I feel like this is like so new you know when it said notorious for finding shortcuts to mastery that's the thing when before when we were reading this that I said is one of my worst things because mm-hmm. I feel like I always am thinking about oh how can I do this how can I do that when I could really just do it mm-hmm. like I'm trying to always trying to find another way there's got to be an easy way sometimes they're not sometimes there's not mm-hmm. like that that quote that dragged me that said um the best productivity app is deep thinking sometimes you just have to do it mm-hmm. like that's what okay dang they are yelling um yeah that's one of my my actually my worst downfalls so i was like i try i'll be trying to find shortcuts the mastery is where i'm falling off so okay <laughs> um Yes, yeah, so I don't I don't think that anything about this particularly sticks out as having a lot to do with me. I think the whole like mm. satisfaction will come when you conserve energy by working and responding with caution and intention. I think I generally those are things I'm generally drawn to doing. Mm-hmm. 
So I guess. Yeah. You like. Okay. But other than that, yeah, I don't feel like anything is necessarily like, oh yeah, that's me. Do you think any of it like applies to? Oh, you already said if it applies to your work or not. But it's like it's like so not you that it's like almost. Well, if we do the fraction one, I think I have more to say about that one. Okay, let me do mine and then we can go over there. Um, I got generators. Generators make up thirty three thirty seven percent of the population, and we're designed to build. Um, <laughs> I know you love doing that, building from the ground up. Literally hate it um without generator okay while they account for the majority they hold a critical societal role without generators there will be no making and doing this type is known to be energetic eager to respond to problems and challenges as defined by their strategy in addition they have consistent energy source uh located in their sacral so there's little risk for burnout um as a generator you may feel inclined to hop headfirst into a new project or commitment (coughs) However, you may will find you yourself. Now? Pardon? I said, will you now? You may find yourself later bored or frustrated. To conserve energy and avoid frustration, express caution about what you say yes to. This is a little, a little bit of a read. I don't like that. And allow time before making a decision, which I also don't like because that's a little intrusive. These strategies will allow you to feel satisfied in life. When you learn to listen to your body, you will find your signature theme, satisfaction, and purpose in life, which I do agree with. My little, yeah. I mean, I could see some of this. I don't know. I mean, this is accurate for me. I was I will say, say, what you mean you don't know? Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Everybody <laughs> calm down. But remember when I told you, this is like a kind of like a side conversation. Remember when I told you that like, I don't know how many more things I could build. Like, I don't like, I'm, but then I was, I think like a month later after having clarity, I was like, maybe that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, so that's why I, I don't, I think it's a read. Cause it's just like, I know for a lot of people listening that doesn't have any context because Delaney and I talk about this stuff, but it's like, sometimes I just want to join something. Like I want to take an audition and just like be, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you don't want to, I don't feel Decision like already, fatigue. Yeah, it's just like we got to do ISBM and classically black and this and that. And I'm always, I'm like, I want somebody to tell me to do something. You know, that's why. And I think that's why, like, do you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> not no. Katie. I can't work for nobody brown. I literally, like, it literally makes my fupa itch. But at the same time, <laughs> you are going to jail. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> you are going to jail. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but wow. what I will say, I think that's <laughs> now wow. It's <laughs> incredible. Wow. Continue. <laughs> I think that's why I like orchestra so much because I could just go there and do my thing. Like why are you shaking your head? Like, can we let's get back? Let's get back to where we were at. <laughs> I think that's why I enjoy orchestra so much because I don't have to make a decision. Like every Boeing, everything is decided for me. And I could, <laughs> the ladies not listen to me at all. But 
I enjoy orchestra for that. And I also, I mean, outside of like the practical reasons for that one might enjoy orchestra, like I enjoy playing my instrument. I enjoy the music. I want to be clear. Like in addition to those things, I enjoy orchestra because literally every other place in my life, I have to make a decision. Like, every other place and I, that's why i enjoy it i mean do the conductors who get sassy get on my nerves a little bit i will say that but not anymore i'd be laughing at them because i'll be like who are you talking to stink like that's kind of where i'd be at but i think that's the only place where i could be told what to do and be like oh, okay yeah it's cool oh play less oh play more violas play more leave from the back like that stuff doesn't bother me it's like but every other context in my life i'll be like who are you talking to so like i can see where this is like accurate um but you said the number one yeah so which one can you send me the link was that the most that was making my phone hot that's with the, the red the one the human design system dot dot co one oh i, I texted it to you i have to send you the link mm. that's really um nice. so yeah that's the one that's yeah your um profile and i got four over one and it says the bonus life. So when you actually look up what that means, the it's called like the four and the one they both represent like the degree to which you are one thing or the other. And so the four for me is opportunist and the one is investigator. So like if you were like uh like a one four, then you would be an investigator opportunist. But I am an opportunist investigator so this one was weird to me because there was some things that I was like oh that's me and then there was other things that I'm like oh that's really not me and mm. they were also like com- like they completely contradicted each other so but that Loki didn't you say something about that in your chart which is, I find it to be really interesting what was it remember you were like you have two signs that contradict each other oh yeah yeah, yeah. Libra so and Virgo maybe- at yeah, least the way they manifest cool. within me it's actually very <laughs> oh my gosh but this okay i'm, I'm gonna tell you okay so it says that that this is the first and only profile with a unique position it has one foot in the personal purpose and one in the transpersonal purpose um it says that my task in life lies in influencing other people and to be simultaneously completely uninfluenceable myself it says that people with the 401 profile have a deep urge to study to inform themselves and to do research that's why i was like no hold on (laughs) i do have urge to do those things do i do them that's another story yeah i knew something was coming it's another story but study inform yourself do research okay that's why i was like oh nothing not them in my business and it says they get a solid foundation in their life then they can inter- they can externalize in their environment when they've learned what they've learned throughout their life, be it therapists, lawyers, scientists, wellness consultants, etc., to influence other people profoundly. So those are some of the things that they say you might do. Um, it says they're also excellent teachers and are very sociable and friendly. That's why they lost me. But that's also a, something I hear a lot for Libras, which is my sun sign, and is not true for me this okay then it says that we are very fixed in our being and not very flexible that we're like an oak and that they're solid and fixed people um it is impossible to change them or to bend them 
or to pull them into a different direction in their life. When someone is not open to their influence or even tries to convince them of being wrong with what they have researched and what to convey, they disappear. And that's when I was like, okay, I've heard the whole like, I do have with the whole like letting stuff go type of thing especially when it's something Mm -hmm. that is rooted in fact like I don't understand how you can see I tend to be a fact-driven person like if you construct an argument that is based on things like Mm -hmm. some people look in the face I don't understand people who look in the face of facts and are like well I still feel the way I feel unless you acknowledge that there are some things that Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm being unreasonable about this I understand like whatever I could I could even see that but there's people who don't even acknowledge that you know that yeah. and that's what i don't understand like i'd be like i see the logic but for whatever reason if i even if i can't articulate it i feel x y and z that mm-hmm. to me is better than just looking at facts and be like well that don't, those don't matter <laughs> yeah like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but also i don't like i don't think i'd disappear if people don't agree with me mm-hmm. or are not open to my influence because that seems kind of crazy um it says they stay friendly but leave those who are not open to their influence when someone doesn't like their trip which i don't know what that means it says they won't ever enter or be able to maintain a relationship with them be it a friendship a business or intimate relationship as they will just leave and then it says and because they are so fixed and won't question their foundation they have built over many years and but just want to externalize it it's crucial for people with the four one profiles to follow their genetic strategy and authority in life and to find the foundation of what's right for them to externalize it this is when i really started to disagree because one i'm not when they say they're so fixed and won't question their foundation that they've built that's not me at all mm-hmm. i was so i literally constantly think and then rethink opinions and then rethink and then like even for no particular reason will rethink something that i've thought for a long time because i want to know why i think that I want to know if I've changed my mind. I want to know what somebody who disagrees with me thinks to see like sometimes that makes sometimes it might not change my mind, but it it reveals other reasons why I feel that I'm right. And I don't mean that in a way that's like some people they're looking for reasons to validate their what they already feel. Yeah. Sometimes I change. I concede certain points and I'm like, oh, well, actually, they are right about that. But I still think, you know, it's, it's like writing. It's like basic writing a persuasive essay you think of counter arguments mm-hmm. you know like it's, it's that sort of thing and i i question stuff that i think a lot actually so i didn't agree with that at all and then it says let's say that someone with the 401 profile has come based on their research to the conviction that the earth is flat they will convey for all of their life to those who are open to their study and nothing will ever dissuade them from questioning this foundation that the earth is flat nothing even when someone shows them photos that prove the opposite even when someone takes them by their hand and travels around the globe and they see themselves that the earth is not flat yes also when the when they orbit the whole earth with a space capsule and see that their foundation is false they won't accept it they are so stubborn and fixed they might get a heart attack the moment they see the earth is a globe but they won't change their foundation and their conviction same as an oak won't bend or can't be moved but you can burn it down or saw it off i was like that's not me at all I feel that's no reasonable person, to be honest. Like, what? Like, be for real. Like, (laughs) Like, that you're seeing everything to the contrary, like, everything to the contrary of your point, and you just won't. Like, I'm not somebody. I'm you like, well. Definitely not somebody that can't admit that I'm wrong. I actually, if I am wrong and I don't admit it, it will bother me. Like, I'm the type of person, and you can say what you want to say about, like, people apologizing for their own peace of mind and not because they're sorry, like, whatever. But, like, if I feel sorry for something, I, I have to say that. 
yeah i have to like if i feel like i'm in the wrong i have to apologize i feel like most people are like that really because the ones who aren't like that always stick out to me i really don't feel i think that's one of the hardest things for people to say is i was wrong i guess i love i love me a good i like to clear the air i'll be like yeah it was my bad y'all i'll be like i was wrong about this it's so hard for a lot of people to say i think that's like i've heard like the hardest things that people for people to say are like i was wrong i need help and then there was another there was another one i think there's a third one maybe a lot of people around me have integrity because i always i always notice and the reason why i said like i felt the majority of people can't admit it because i always notice the people who cannot be like oh my bad i was wrong you know so maybe that's why i have a skewed view of that i also think there are degrees there are some people that are so ridiculous about it that like they can't admit any little baby thing but then there are other people that it's like once they get into a debate or an argument they can't see something or if they do something wrong to someone because it's not even just about making a mistake some people can't admit they've made a mistake but mm-hmm. also some people try to they do something wrong they may feel guilty but they don't want they try to justify it in a way instead of admitting that they've done something wrong and just apologizing for it i hate that i told a a couple weeks ago i told my kids like out of not out of frustration out of being frank i was like why are you making the same mistake twice in a row i already told you to do this thing you did it again why and then i misconducted something i'm like i'm gonna take my my own advice they laughed it's like i don't i don't care like maybe i never i'm gonna start paying attention who don't be like i made a mistake and see will be like that and i feel like i mean i guess i don't really be getting to a bunch of debates with people too that's true i do i no cause i won't be talking to y'all so yeah a lot of my friends are like-minded i mean we don't agree on everything and, and like, like we bounce stuff off each other like we know me debating each other like we be yeah. thinking through stuff in real time yeah too. so it's not like we come now we prepare with our cases and we like <laughs> but i think um what 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 was really contradictory about this for me is that if you say some someone if you say that i am someone with a deep urge to study and to inform myself and to do research why would i be dissuaded why why would i be like unable to be convinced ah, that I see doesn't make any sense yeah like if i'm somebody that oh i crave knowledge and i crave research then why would i like at what point is are you a person yeah, that feels like the research oh the research is done and this is the line for the research and there's no more research like that doesn't make any sense it's not even how research works like <laughs> see i feel like that's why i, I want to know more about like because also the people who be writing these like websites and stuff like that they might be sitting on the, at home on the floor picking their belly button i was just, just about to say picking their butt <laughs> <laughs> like because like well, they got two hands sense to they probably doing dic- dictation they talking it and then they one, hand hand and one hand on okay, the belly button <laughs> when you said they probably doing dick i was like they doing what and you said tation <laughs> i said when does when does podcast become rated r <laughs> okay not too much itchy fupa not too much a fupa can't itch all right Come anyway on. anyway it's funny because i feel like now that i think about it too that's really the opposite of me because i'm the type of person like i mean you already know my youtube video that's been on the slab for crazy amount of time in my youtube channel in general that was on the slab is because i never feel like research is done mm-hmm. like i'm always like oh there's always something that's gonna come to light i'm always gonna know something later and, and, and i can't put it out because oh my god there's always something else to know and you know at some point you got to draw a line in the sand mm-hmm. um but not in the way that they're saying 
but like I'm always the person that's like I always feel like I'm missing something so I don't want to immortalize something because I feel like it's not done Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I don't know what they talking about when it comes to that. See, I, I wish I was that pensive because I'd be like, this is what I got today. And yeah, there we go. Like if I research something and I feel like I feel proud about it, I did a good job about it. I'm moving on. We can always go back and edit. But once it out, once it's out, once it's out, in the comments, update y'all. Find out this or part two. You know, like. I need. Be, I I want to be like more because I'm so like go 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 go. I'm just like, yep. I feel like we, you know, that's why classically black works because us together forces us to split the difference. Yeah. And I think splitting the difference is worth yeah. because you talk about you want to be more pensive. I'm like, no, you do not. This is, I, this is why you have sixty trillion videos on your channel and I have like three. This is exactly okay. why. Cause like I be like, and you got how many? Okay, that's how many subscribers. It's not important. And how many I got exactly? Because I'll think about I'll think about stuff, and then I'll be like, "All right, that's good. Like I feel good about this thing, so I'm gonna do it." Eight point two nine, eight point two nine k. I just got my eightieth one. Hey, girl. Okay, but also I've been on YouTube for three years. Exactly, and I would have been too if I had started when I was supposed to. <laughs> okay, you just got the idea for the YouTube channel. The girl I made that YouTube channel like it's solidified like over like time. A- but like yeah. I've had t- tweets from like ages ago. That's like should I start a YouTube and da, da, da. like all that type of stuff. I'm just too dang like pensive. I feel like pensive. Like I wish I, like I don't know. Okay, not too much on me. I got five videos. Period. Right. Very good. It's giving content creator. Okay. Um. Let me see what mine say. Okay, so I have three fifths, which I find to be a slur. But um, <gasps> not like the compromise. Like I didn't like that. Um, it's not three fifths. It's three five. Three slash five. It's a fraction. But it's but still, I feel like it has an undertone. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, which is the martyr heretic, heretic, heretic. It's definitely heretic. Um, someone with a with the three fifth profile doesn't follow their natural genetic strategy. Oh wait, 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 wait. When someone, wow. When someone with the three fifth profile doesn't follow their natural genetic strategy and authority in life, they end up in a bottomless pit of pessimism, victimhood, destroy reputation, and paranoia. Dang, that's that, not like me. <laughs> you know them. You know them. You know, real sharp turns, like where a street be like. Okay. Because, <laughs> whoa. Um, that don't even sound. They like see themselves. So- what? That don't even sound like you. Pessimism. I, I'm. I, like, pessimism. I could be my lowest. Like that phrase, "Hope dies last," is like my whole being. I could be on my last leg, and we just you know do a little thug tear, and I'd be like, "Dang, it's over." I'm like, all right, girl, what are we finna do? Like, literally in the next breath. <laughs> like, pessimism. I, I, I've never been pessimistic. Maybe someone who's interacted with, interacted with me who doesn't know me might think that, but I doubt it, actually. They see themselves as a black sheep and keep running away from their whole life. From what? From everything and everyone. If I don't follow my natural genetic authority. Oh, uh, so I guess you do. Because that don't so, sound like you at all. Yeah. Um. Someone with the 3 profile has the genetic impact 
has a genetic imperative to discover in life all the things that do not work. And I remember looking this up and I'm like, this is what, this is what I said like when I was talking to you earlier. I'm like, I don't love this. At first, it sounds negative to our mind, but they have an essential function contained within that. As each profile is differentiated purpose has a differentiated purpose the three-fifths here to sort everything out through the process of trial and error what practically doesn't work and thus doesn't serve life so that's what i didn't love about that there's some um more stuff let me see oh it's kind of a read okay induced by the condition of society and upbringing those with three-fifths profile have a very pessimistic view of themselves in the world that's not true they see themselves often as victims some people might say that keep it keep asking themselves why me why do i deserve this nothing my life for you i literally have never said why me in my entire life um because i always feel like am i immune from stuff happening to me you know um thereby they are here to make a wide variety of a different stimulating responses experiences in their life and conquer to enter many connections and also break them be it in, be it in their work life their relationships with concept ideas hobbies essentially here is just to not make the decision based upon their mind but to follow their strategy and authority so what i didn't love about this is that like it says that i have to experience things through trial and error to find my thing and i have experienced that and i don't like that but at least like i i guess it kind of aligns because i you know like you remember, remember that thing that re- okay i thought it was a really cute idea that i came up with during the pandemic Mm-hmm. it's like that was a trial and error thing for me or I also had a blog for a little bit but the, okay but to be fair the blog really wasn't for me to maintain yeah, that the was blog a, was from accountability thing right yeah cause I was I said I was gonna start uh, my YouTube channel back in October 2019 and I ain't do it and I was like okay we gotta do something um and like I just don't see myself as a blogger cause I, I it was cute at first like every Sunday writing a post and then when I was like, what am I going to talk about? Especially like I was in a house. I'm like, we like there was a, there was nothing. There was no life I was living. I was the pandemic happened. So I don't even see myself keeping that up. But yeah, I mean, I, th- I guess it applies to my work, I guess. But I'm not pessimistic at all. I don't think I've ever been pessimistic. Oh, that's not true. I'm, for, but for a, for a moment, not as a thing. Yeah, but I feel like that's not really like enough to say that you are a pessimistic person like it seems like that's what they're saying but i guess you're living in your purpose or whatever they said since it doesn't apply there was one website that said like i have you like three-fifths people i have to listen to their gut remember i said i was gonna start doing them i said i've said that to you like maybe a couple months ago but i've been living in that for maybe like two years where like if something doesn't feel right i listen to it because every single time i don't listen to it some go awry every single time but I'm trying not to be too woo woo because I'm like, that's why I, that shirt I have. I, the reason why I bought it is one I'm obsessed with the office. But that whole I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious spoke to me on a spiritual level, like a spiritual level. Cause I I swear I'm not woo woo, but like, them feelings be I be listening to them because they be right like ninety nine point nine eight percent of the time. But anyway, y'all, this was a, I thought it was cute. If you're not into astrology, sorry. Um, but I'll send the links. Uh, we'll put the links in the description box so you could try. But one thing, Delaney and I did, we, like, five years ago, we was really, I feel like it was five. We were really into astrology. I feel like there's even an episode on astrology. Um, 
and I, but I remember like we were in my apartment and I was like some of these stuff like don't really seem like they fit whatever and then I got bored like last week because I'm gonna uh, get another viola break and um so I, I looked at my thing my chart again and so much more stuff was accurate accurate sorry because I, I would say accurate so much oh, more life. stuff was <laughs> so much more things were accurate and I was like nah Dylan you gotta do it and hers were too so um I feel like when you get older stuff starts to sit, like stuff gotta sit cause that was crazy I feel like somebody was in my house with cameras I feel like I was big brother you know it would be T oh gosh if we had the money to do like cause we know how we talked about doing a classical music reality show big brother style a big brother style show with classical music we just put people in a house and they had to just exist but like and just watch them see what they see what they do see what alliances form what is big brother i don't know oh big brother is like it's that reality show that comes on cbs and they put a whole bunch of different people i don't know what the exact amount because i've never watched it i've only heard about it and they are in a house and the the, the there's constantly cameras like constantly like filming you and <laughs> And they just, they do different challenges and they form like, people end up forming an alliance because you want to end up, you want to end up winning. And Big Brother, like the concept of some, having like a, it's like a panopticon, is that the word? Panop- panopticon? Is that the word? No idea. That's going to bother me. Shout out to AP uh, Psychology. <laughs> Panop, people at home are like, girl, that's not a word. Panopticon. I was right. Panopticon. Period. Panopticon is like the concept, like the Panopticon is like the, t- uh, the concept of like an ivory tower. So like the police, like having a police presence, or like the idea that like the whole reason why people normally don't speed is the con- uses a concept of a Panopticon, right? Like although there aren't police officers taking your uh, measuring your speed there might be one so therefore I'm not going to speed mm-hmm. that concept and so like that concept like a big brother where there's like always someone watching you and they take content they do like challenges and people get eliminated and it's basically like a popularity contest within within the with among your peers like people get voted off and stuff like that and people like form alliances and stuff and I want to see some classical musicians tussle Maybe like while they in there, and also the the whole point is they're, they're also disconnected from the outside world, and they also the only problem with Big Brother they're disconnected from the outside world and they can't like go outside. They're like on a lot. They're on a a lot, a Paramount lot, and CBS yeah Paramount, and they um the the set is designed like a house, but you're constantly with people, which sounds like my worst nightmare. You're constantly with people. Don't worry your eyes at me, like um. You can't go outside. You don't have your phone. You have no contact with the outside world. Nothing. It's just like, and the, you, the only reason why you know it's day and night is because like they do the lights and stuff like that. But only reason why I know about it is because uh, the winner, the first black woman to win um, Big Brother um, was on the friend zone one week. Yeah. Um, but I'm not paying. Oh, you know, I probably could watch it because I accidentally got Paramount Plus for two months. So, you know what? I'm going to see what it's talking about. Yeah, I got Paramount Plus too recently. I tried to leave because I did the week because I wanted to watch the, t- the Titanic. It's coming on Netflix. 
The Titanic's on Netflix? It's coming this month. Oh, shoot. I know there, there was people talking about it with the whole... <gasps> yeah. It was and trending. I was, I, you, so I was like, let me watch that. I've never seen the Titanic ever. So I finally watched it like last week. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it either. I'm not a big I movie never, person, so... Oh, that's right. The irony of this whole submersible thing is I was playing the Titanic. That, that was a musical I was playing the past two weeks was the Titanic. So what happened... What was that first rehearsal like when y'all came when the news first broke? So we had already, because the submersible sank the second week, or imploded the second week of the show. Uh, so she, so she, when they were doing like the, what's it called when the people get on stage and they do all the, the thank yous before the show starts, like recognizing people who like donated wood and who was like sponsoring the show. Um, She was like... I don't. I thought it was kind of awkward. I feel like it was baby. She said nothing, but she was like, you know, our hearts are and the families are with the people who lost their lives. Our our thoughts and prayers are with the people who lost their lives, or the families of the people who lost their lives in the submersible. But thank you for coming to the show. We like to thank, and she just kept going. And I was like, I don't. Know. I just felt like we should have just said I nothing because now it's like I don't know, I, right? Because it's like I feel like if you said nothing, people would have been. You know, I feel like it'd be like, oh, they didn't say nothing. But I feel like it was worse for you to be like, thoughts and prayers, sorrow, sorrow's prayers, and then been like, all right, so we like to thank these people for donating the wood and also like our season next year. And it's just like it was just kind of like, uh, but it was so ironic. Like, what are the freaking chances? But um, since it was trending and I wasn't doing anything, I was like, let me watch. Cause you know why? I thought that the I thought that it ended. I don't. I'm not a claustrophobic person. I'm not afraid of drowning. Like I know how to swim. My mama put me in swimming lessons, whatever. But there's a scene in the movie where he, the main character Jack, got handcuffed to a pole in the bottom of the ship while it was filling with water, and that kind of stuff. You know me. Like why I'm was just, he like, handcuffed? Oh, you don't care about spoilers. Also, the movie's like I'm not thirty years it. old. Yeah. Um, because, because, okay, so this dude, Jack was going to, I forgot the woman leads first name. That's crazy. But anyway, this dude, Jack was going to America and he met the girl, the man, the main woman, <laughs> I forgot her name on a ship. They met because she was about to jump. She, Cause she's, she was miserable with her fiance. Her fiance is rich. She's rich, whatever. And Jack met her when she was about to jump off the side of the ship. She was thinking about it. And, um, Jack like saved her or whatever because she almost slipped into the wall. She almost slipped in there because she because he was like you ain't finna do it. And she's like you don't know me and she he was like all right go ahead and do it. And then she was like okay he was like come on come on like let's Dang. be freaking serious. And then she was doing all that and then she let him die. No no no. So I when I was younger because I had because they used to play the Titanic constantly, right? And I thought that's how it ended. I can't do stuff like that. You know like remember I told you I had that thing where like like one of my biggest fears is getting locked into a casket alive like that kind of stuff i don't like you know what i'm saying so they started like they was knocking boots and all type of stuff on the shit like they was doing the most they was make all type of stuff like she, he was he's an artist so he like um painted her nude like all type of stuff right while her, her fiance because her fiance freaking suck and she decided like no jack don't get to america like it's me and you we going to wisconsin because that's where he from and or whatever so then dude have found out and got so mad but of course like this over the course of like three days so dude was like nah leave my girl alone by the squaze he tried to flank he tried to uh the dude the fiance tried to frame jack by because he's he stole a diamond or something like that 
that worked out, whatever. But dude, as the ship was sinking, they evacu they evacuated the boat. The the fiance's helper, the his little right hand man, handcuffed him to a one of the things on the lower, like one of the pole with the pipes, handcuffed him to one of them pipes. As the boat was sinking, there's water coming in the thing. So old girl came and she was like, Jack, oh my God. And so she she was, I forgot how, because I looked away because was, like I said, I don't do that because I'm going to have a dream about me drowning and being handcuffed or something. So she like got him, she like used something to break it off. And then they got to the top deck. And I knew old girl was dizzy about Jack because she, because you know, it's women and children first. They had put her in a lifeboat and saw Jack and he, she was like being lowered into the water, right? And I feel like, no, I'm not going to say that. So then, so she, she being uh, lowered into the water on the lifeboat. Mind you, they only had like half the amount of lifeboats they needed. You knew that. Yeah. So, I remember looking that up. Then I was like, why would they? I'm like, y'all are so, out of all the things to be, to be like confident about, it shouldn't be that. <laughs> That's just dumb. So then, um. She started, she go, as the boat going down into the water, she climbing up, talking about, Jack, oh, no, I'm going to stay with you. I was like, girl, the dick can't be that good. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Like, do you understand where you are at? You are in the middle of the Atlantic in 19 whatever the hell. Like, girl, ain't nobody coming for you for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So she's like, Jack, oh, my God, oh, my God. And her fiance slimy as heck because he grabbed a child, this random girl that was like, scared her parents she don't know where her parents are at he was like oh my god this is my daughter this is all i have she's all i have got the daughter got the little girl he did not know and got into a boat because <gasps> it's women and children first fiance is slimy as heck like it was crazy i was like nah so then i forgot how because i skipped through some of it because i got a little scared because i don't you know so then I'm, I'm a weenie so then jack and old girl they was on a piece of something like a, a piece of board yeah it was like right? a door wasn't it yeah she was on top and that's why people be mad about the end of the titanic because yeah. why couldn't y'all both go on top of it but i feel like it would have sunk low key, okay but, but she was that's why i'm saying like you was over here you was just about to kill yourself and now i gotta die like you was already kind of planning on it so i feel like see you know what i'm saying like i feel like it's kind of you should be on the thing y'all couldn't take turns like i feel like she was nah, she didn't even try <laughs> she didn't try she did it because this man like no nah, this man like saved your life high key so he was in the water holding on to the board and he was like, you know, what's that thing called when you get too cold? Hypothermia. Yeah. Hypothermia, yeah. yeah and that's how it ended. And then the, and it was kind of like, luckily like it was so, the that, there was dead bodies look real, but they didn't look that real. So I didn't really care. Oh because everybody had froze to uh, death. Like when they had panned over, it was oh, mad I people. I feel like I'm with, in the water right now. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I hate stuff like this. Yeah, because I'm see, like, that's here, I'm looking around. I'm expecting to see some bodies floating around me. I'm literally on solid ground, <laughs> upstairs in a house in California. <laughs> like, it's, it's hot as heck. Ain't nobody frozen <laughs> like, around girl, me. Like, what? I don't know why I do that. Like, when you talk about something too much, like I feel like I'm in this situation. Yeah, no, that's no for real. That's why I don't like I sinking movies. That. I didn't like doing. I wasn't too much in a submersible stuff because I couldn't imagine being. In something that's not I mean, a that, that had me like, girl, I would never ever be in that situation. So, <laughs> yeah, literally, I would never do that. Like, I was thinking about it because you know how me at the ocean, my relationship with the ocean has dwindled over the years. I used to like, oh, I go to the beach, okay, I'll get in there. I've never really liked the beach, but when I went, I would get in the ocean, not too far. Then I kept getting like further and further back. Then I was like, okay, I only put my feet in. Now I don't even put my feet on the in the ocean. I haven't been to the beach in years. And when that submersible thing started happening, I was like. 
I was like, see, the most I do is get in a boat. And then I was like, would I even get in a boat? I haven't been on a boat in years because I've just never had the opportunity. I haven't had the opportunity mm-hmm. in a while. And then I started to think about it. I was like, I ain't getting in no damn boat. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I would even get in a boat at this point. It depends on the body of water. It depends on the size of the boat. Like, I don't know. Because like, the ocean is just too much. It's too much. And the way the orca's been set up, they don't, they like, they they fed up with us, rightfully so. Like I don't know oh, if I yeah. want to put myself in that situation. Like, do you see that? Do you see that uh, video of the the couple like in? I think they was off the coast of Sweden or something. Not even like off the coast. I mean, the, yes, technically they were off the coast, but you know how you can rent kayaks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They were um, just kayaking on their little date or whatever, and this big old whale like came and swam next to them, like under them, and I was like. You have to worry about me, cause I would have been, cause you don't know what a whale finna do. Some, cause and they be, they a whale. They don't know how big they are. They just playing around. They think you some play thing. No, I was about to say mm-hmm. like they don't even have to be malicious about it. Like they could just like oh the way they swing their tail got this wave come up over your head. Like nah, I'm good on that. Nah, I'm super good. Like, like I need to I be could on me a little ground. yacht though. I can't even hold you. Like me personally, whatever what Beyonce say, that's gonna be me yachting in Capri. I might could. But the way the workers, they been overturning them yachts. They've been like That's attacking true. people's yachts, so I'm away. I'm away, I'm away for that, them to tucker themselves out before I get into anything. Because yeah, the last part I've been on was Staten Island Ferry. Like I can't even remember last time I was on a boat. Like, ooh, it's been it's been a long time. But I would boat on a lake because orcas don't be in lakes. Yeah, it depends on a lake because now you they got you on Lake Lanier, so. <laughs> like I was when I was that book I was telling you about yesterday that I just finished. Um, and the girl had her, her, um, they were black and they had a, a cabin at Lake Lanier. And I'm like, girl, I know this is fiction, but I ain't know it was fantasy. <laughs> no, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not. <laughs> no, you do not have a cabin at Lake Lanier. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, but I do remember that last, like, I, of course, heard, because there's so much debate about that, about the ending to Titanic. I just feel like, low-key, like, I would have to bring up the fact that, like, I'm not trying to be rude or nothing, but, like, you was literally just about to jump off the side of this boat, and now I gotta die in your place? That doesn't make no sense. So just so you could, you, you could turn around and feel that same way three weeks from now? Oh. <laughs> Get in the water. <laughs> I'm fighting you. <laughs> that's crazy nah and then you got debris floating you don't know what's brushed up against your leg yeah shit let's move on see we that's crazy that whole situation um but yeah. now i'm like am i even gonna get in the pool anymore like i don't know okay a pool is crazy <laughs> no because you know what i found out somebody oh, sent me go. that thing have you heard of delta p heard of what delta p what is that? It's like this phenomenon that happens like in water, like in a lot of man-made, not, okay, I'm going to say a lot. <laughs> Sorry. It's not a lot. It's not common, but like in man-made like water situations. And it was the best thing that you could, that I could look up to understand what happened to them. Cause like, I understand like, yeah, they got crushed, but like that's so, it's hard to fathom people being crushed into nothing, especially like mm. bone, like everything. Like, and I found that there's a thing, like a famous video of like a crab because like being i guess a victim to delta p and it's like you can't see it it happens with no warning or whatever but it's basically it creates it's some type it's physics whatever creates some type of suction or whatever and i was watching this video it wasn't like real 
stuff it was like diagrams and it was just explaining different scenarios of how it happened and one of them was a pool drain and somebody was down there fixing a pool drain and nobody was there with them and didn't know and their arm got okay 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 and he drowned and the thing is i'm wondering like what are the varying degrees of it because the crab video the crab it actually like it's a little it's like a it's like a thing like a slit like that's about like an inch wide probably and the entire crab got sucked into it it's not bloody or anything like that like Mm -hmm. it's nothing it just like goes into it and so i'm like some of these people it wasn't clear did they die because their limbs were snatched off or did they some of them drowned and other ones i don't know because of how powerful it is it tore that crab apart in seconds you're talking about the people in the submersible no, I'm talking about people who have been like with Delta, like who have been victims of Delta P, but like it, oh, it's a oh, similar, oh. it's a similar, similar situation in that like you are literally just like crushed to death. But I, I think it depends on how strong the Delta P is. Cause some people that they, the poor guy, he drowned mm-hmm. cause he wasn't able to come up to the surface. Mm-hmm. But there's been, there was some people that like they was on a tether or whatever and it snapped. Oh my gosh. That one was they they like pulled the tether up and it was like an end. Like he wasn't on the other end of it. I was like, oh my gosh. A tether. I think this what it's called. Like when they when you go down, you die, but then there's something on your back like that so that they can oh, pull like you up. Scuba d- oh. Like a rope that can pull you up. Mm. But then they pulled him up and he was the suction was so strong it snapped and they pulled up a in an empty thing. Could you imagine? And then there was one where there was two divers, one got sucked in, the other diver tried to help them. And then that one got sucked in. And then the third diver, I was like, first of all, if I was diver number three, I'd be like <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, hey. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd God be try like, to tell us something. Like, hey, like when Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I'm sorry. Like, come on. Like, fool me once. Shame on you. Shame on me. Like, fool me I'm twice. Twiddle DD. Family. Fool me three <laughs> times. Like, come on, bro. But he went down there. Good for him. And he didn't die. He was severely injured, but he didn't die. And and I mean, he didn't save them. They were dead. So, which is why I'm also like, yeah. Now you got severely. Like, I, I won't say for what. Like, a, recovering people's bodies is important. But also, like, like I said. I mean, I guess they didn't know both of them were dead, but you could also kind of infer, like, they're not coming up. Two of but them. Also, I guess you want to figure out, like, why. Yeah, but Wait, how bad so you want to figure that out? Like, what is a, like, it's like a, a rip current or something? It's some type of suction, something. I could send it to you. It's not, like, it don't have no real people in it, no, like, whatever. It will explain it to you. You don't have to, like, look at it if you don't want to. Because I didn't finish it. Um... But again, oh, it's just okay. like it, it, there's no like nothing, nothing comes off of anybody, nothing, whatever. But it's it's crazy. It's some type of like yeah, some type of like pressure difference in the water. You know what it's kind of like? It's like there's water that it, that has different levels of pressure, but it's next to each other, so they're kind of like pushing mm. like against each other and stuff like that. It's like that. Yeah, it's crazy. But see, I'm not adventurous. Like, all this stuff, this and that, this and that. Like, living as a black person in America is enough for me. <laughs> like, can I go right. to the grocery store and come back in one piece? Like, 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 I be seeing, like, I think I told, 
I think I told you about like remember when we had that ridiculous in depth conversation about like do people be going to Antarctica back in twenty twenty oh, and I started cool. literally ever since then I started watching this channel called Karen Nate very great they're great videographers and great storytellers but the stuff I be seeing them do I be like we just had an Antarctica conversation not too long ago too did we that one when I got scared when I. <laughs> But I was like, you when that guy got stuck in the ocean, it was a part of that conversation. He mm. woke up and he was in the ocean, and I was like, now you feel something brushing up against your leg. You don't know if it's friend or foe. Stress like, enough will kill me. Like, yeah, because I will probably like tuck in myself. I'll be like, it could be a I can't the Loch Ness like something <laughs> under my desk. <laughs> and also, like, it's so much water we don't know nothing about. Like, I feel no. like there's a great white shark under my desk right now. Under like, the desk. Yup, curled up. Just no water, just curled yep. up. I don't know like what they're a, capable like of. I don't know what they're capable of, girl. Like, and they know stuff that we don't know. You saw that video where the people was diving, and that great white shark like jumped at them just for fun yeah. as a joke. <laughs> He's telling you to get out of his water. Y'all too curious, and I understand. Like, I'm a curious person by nature, but not like that. Like, yeah, curiosity killed the kid. Karen, Nate, the other day, like they they literally was they took some these like little monkey bikes they're called monkey bikes rode them all around the country of peru just just, like they just be doing anything they be doing whatever they tried to use those like little these like electronic surfboards is the best way i can describe it they tried to use these electronic surf this is a perfect example let me tell you what they did a couple weeks ago they tried to use some electric surfboards to cross the the british channel and failed. That's the first time they failed at something. They just was like, you know, it'd be fun if we start in England and cross over to France and see if we make it. And they didn't make to it because see if we make it. Oh, Father God! Like, okay. What, what I life. need from some of these people who like doing stuff like this, put me in your wheel. Let's just <laughs> like because you clearly, you clearly like it's not changing your life enough. The money and the privilege is not changing your life enough. How about you give it to somebody that will appreciate it? They they got a lot of pushback because they went they went I I don't think it wasn't Everest but it was something they were in Switzerland doing some type of hiking like the Alps maybe it was the Alps and they got so much flack in the comments because when they were coming back down they didn't use a guide and they were like if you get like and they got to a part where it has a bunch of those what those called like cravats is that what it's called like where there's a bunch of like them line those um craters that be oh heck no. So you know how you see I don't know nothing about this. <laughs> so this is so beyond anything I would ever be curious about. I don't know what those I'm Carvat's not the right word. I finally got something wrong. Um Don't make no difference to me. Whatever it is, not my business, so Okay, I can't. Okay, I can't find the word right now. But there's like a. They're not called. They're basically like huge crevices, like in ice. Like, and they were. So they were hiking down. They decided to hike down on their own. They had. There's like these huge. Like, if you think of like. If you think about a mountain being like. I don't know how to describe it if you think about a mountain being like a huge block of ice and there's like huge like ridges like in the ice like mm-hmm. 
and people were saying this is so dumb if you got caught in one of them like you would literally die there's no one around here to help you and it's just like they were like la 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 here we go and they're like jumping over them and trying to and of course his wife is Kara's like scared because I would be too and he's like it's fine like we're good and they, I mean they made it like we saw the video but it's like y'all live in a different I want to know what that do you they be doing all type of stuff that I'll be like some stuff be looking fun but like living it's more fun for reckless abandon I just can't. okay I can't like you heard about that okay this is the last thing because it's literally like an hour um that thing that nutty putty cave you heard of that it's called a crevasse c-r-e-v-a-s-s-e a deep crack that forms in the glacier or ice see they just trying to be fancy is it a crevice i mean crevice is a word is that how you spell crevice i've never it's like this is what they was but crevice what what the what the two s's that's crevasse yeah okay yeah crevice is different it's basically a crevice like look at it yeah they're just trying to they just like crevice but bigger like if you get stuck it if you get stuck in one of them like that's ridiculous it didn't look okay some of these pictures are like they weren't that bad these are terrible and people were in a comment yeah they were like this is stupid see now i feel like one about to open up under me see okay (laughs) what i said the lady (laughs) they were like this is very dumb this is very stupid and like the next video they were like yeah so and a couple years later, like, they tried to joke about it. Like, I know the last time we were on here, like, y'all were mad. And it's like, we weren't really mad. I mean, I wasn't mad. I just met y'all. Like, I don't really know y'all. But I, I still don't know y'all. I wasn't mad. I was just like, this is dumb. Anyway, you were saying? Okay, but have you heard of Nutty Putty Cave? Uh, oh, girl. So, basically, it's this cave. And like I said, this is the last thing. It's sealed up now. But, like, this dude exploring and whatever. And people spelunkers have the audacity to protest them sealing this cave mind you this spelunkers be the people that that climb without they be going into caves and stuff oh they go all into cave okay okay Mm -hmm. he got stuck in this dude got stuck in a cave he was in there for 28 hours he was exploring in there and then he went into this there's a thing called a birth canal passageway in there but he went into the wrong thing he thought it was that he went into another tunnel he got stuck in there the area that he was stuck (gasps) in was 10 by 18 inches i would literally i don't even know 10 by 18 inches he got stuck upside down he died in there (gasps) he died in there because you know all the blood rushed to his head he died in there 28 hours he was in there they found they couldn't they couldn't get in there to get him they sealed it with his body inside because it was too risky to get him out and then there's people over here were like oh no don't close it don't close it for what y'all are so freaking ridiculous y'all don't have nothing better to do than to like why are you why of all the hills to die on oh my god you gonna die on keeping this cave open that people can't even safely be inside of it's not even a cave at what point is it not a cave anymore like imagine getting stuck oh my god imagine it's like last oh my freaking goodness and i wonder like at what point because he died of cardiac arrest because of all the bl- the blood rushing mm. and i wonder like did they were they i mean it's i guess they, they were probably trying to save him to them but like when did he go unconscious like what like i just can't when did he know like 
did he know he was gonna die did mm-hmm. he have like i don't know oh my gosh but yeah 10 by 18 inches is crazy mm-hmm. i just like i've just never been that curious about anything like because the thing is i'm not even turning down a street that don't look right let alone <laughs> <my damn. laughs> hey for real anyway anyway on to our actual topic that's a crazy detour i don't even know how we got there but literally don't i'm sure they do right Wait no, i mean i was about to say they probably <laughs> whoever stuck around this long i mean Real who one. hey richard right <laughs> mara <laughs> right people that know us <laughs> everybody else to click down by now like it's not about classical music it is in a way <laughs> so this week is the first week of our book club we're trying to redeem bow, 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 ourselves i feel like we will yeah i mean literally one fish two fish red fish blue fish would have redeemed what we got to do last week <laughs> our last year yeah so this year the summer reading bel canto by ann patchett um, and today we're discussing the first two chapters. Yeah. You want to get started with me read first or you want me to do it? Well, I can give, I'll, I'll refresh people's memory about like the whole, the plot of the book, just the premise of it. Cause I know some people, I'm probably, I'd be surprised if anybody has bought it because, and I also <laughs> like, I understand we have, we don't have no trust. Y'all don't have no trust in us. We get it. Um, so the summary of the book overall is somewhere in South America at the home of the country's vice president, a lavish birthday party is being held in honor of the powerful businessman, Mr. Hosokawa. Roxanne Koss, opera's most revered soprano, has mesmerized the international guests with her singing. It is a perfect evening until a band of gun-wielding terrorists takes the entire party hostage. But what begins as a panicked, life-threatening scenario slowly evolves into something quite different, a moment of great beauty as terrorists and hostages forge unexpected bonds and people from different continents become compatriots, intimate friends, and lovers. So, I don't know. The first two chapters is basically his backstory mm-hmm. on Mr. Hosokawa, main character, how he fell in love with opera, how he fell in love with the voice of this woman, Roxanne Koss. And then we get into his birthday party and the events, um, the beginning of it being overtaken by these um, these people with guns looking for the president to take him hostage but the president is not there because he at home with his feet up that watching his soap, his soap opera <laughs> yeah but maybe basically that i mean it's like okay so the, i find the book to be like really slow moving but not like in a boring way like how you know like the old man in the sea it was like we get it he an old man he and he in a boat but like this was like you get background information but also you get like it kind of goes in in and out you kind of get to know like every character on the internet in an intimate way intimate way so it like it keeps the plot moving forward but yeah basically what they said mr hosakawa he's like he he's like the president of like some media conglomerate or something like that in japan and this country is throwing a birthday party for him and he's obsessed with roxanne cost because like 
he liked opera. So they the country that that's never named. That bothered me. That I like that. You didn't like that? Really? Because like low key they was kinda like they was like dragging the country a little bit you know what i'm saying so it's like i feel like it was better for you not to say any particular country yeah i get it i i, I was like i'd rather y'all have just made up a country because like everything was like mm-hmm. i don't know like i because I, I do get it, like why they wouldn't want to pick a country mm-hmm. and now they talk about oh, how run down it is and whatever yeah so like i get that but also like there was just like they was naming every other country and then it was just like this country the country that they were in did yeah, this in the weird, country yeah. that they had been in that they were in like it was just like okay <laughs> name is i don't know call it bubble ratville i don't know like something that and the fact that a, a lot of the characters and not all of them were always referred to by their first and last names like for whatever reason like it just got it got a little repetitive that's a very small thing but it's just something that i noticed but not for everyone too which is also interesting like sometimes yeah. they will call so the vice president um sometimes they will call him ruben ruben sometimes they'll talk call him ruben iglesias like and that was the only one that they did also the accompanist they never had a name for the accompanist and then like w- they say for a lot of time they say Mr. Hosokawa, but then when they're talking about him as a kid, like it's always Katsumi or Katsumi Hosokawa, Katsumi Hosokawa, like uh, like every sentence, and it's just like, why? Wow, okay, can we? What's his name? Like I don't know, not what's his name, but like it just got, like it's, I don't know. It's just weird to say someone's first and last name in every sentence. Mm-hmm. But then like I wonder. It seems like it was that way for people who were like higher ranked, because for the um the translator his tra- the the main character has a translator that goes with him everywhere they they refer to him by his first name uh, only frequently yeah so i don't know yeah that's a small thing but it's just something yeah. i noticed but um what i'm gonna say uh so the whole like so when the, when the, when we saw something about to go left right I was like, how y'all pull off the thing with the where the candles went out too? Like, how did y'all do that? Because are, are we in like are we in like mystic realism or are we in like just regular fiction? But I mean, so far like I don't understand the point of them. I'm a little lost on, on their on their on their point like right now because the like intruders? yeah because okay so they're at the concert basically and then the lights go off after one of the numbers and then they wake up and it's mad intruders in there and they make everybody gun on the ground they're looking for the president who's not there and then they injure the vice president the vice president speaks up and is like yo i'm the vice president old dude's not here he at home watching a soap opera and then they take the back the back of the gun and like hit him in the eye and so he's bleeding out everybody bleeding out everybody's sick <laughs> somehow the, the company's got the flu out of nowhere ain't we even outside i don't know where you got that from maybe because like the stress of the situation um everybody hungry everybody pissy everybody like you know it's a whole mess in there and i understand like why they i don't understand like what the end game is which is what i'm curious because if they want the president the president and i hear you really think they're gonna bring you, that's what the 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 peace corps dude has said like they're not gonna bring you the president so there's really no point in holding all these people hostage because 
I mean, they did send the list of demands at the end of the second chapter, so maybe we'll see, like, we'll find out what the d- demands are. But it's like, just from a logical point of view, you came here to get the president and capture him. He ain't here. Now what? Just let everybody go. Stink, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not going to just be like, all right, we'll, we'll take you to him. They're not going to do that. Especially because there's so many hostages. There's like 200 people in there yeah it's crazy there are kids in there i'm like can y'all at least let the kids go like they were negotiating letting the women go and i think it i mean i think it goes to show like again we don't know what country this is but in some countries where like kidnapping is a big business like i feel like there's a lot of people like they said some of the gunmen that were in there were children Mm -hmm. like like 14 years old i think they said were the youngest and i feel like in situations like that like people don't be really like i feel like it's not flushed out and i think that's scarier it's it's much scarier mm-hmm. to have an inexperienced criminal because they get overwhelmed they get flustered they get like mm-hmm. you know because like if you're inexperienced like they they might they're li- they're liable to do something crazy and stupid um so that's all like well, i don't know what's going to happen to y'all but um yeah, I feel like it's it's not it don't seem flushed out because why do you think they're really finna serve you up the the president on, <laughs> on a silver platter? And like, also, okay, you with the president, what you finna do with him? Okay, okay, well y'all captured the president, you probably would have held him for ransom. That makes more sense, I guess. But like, so now what? You finna have a conference call with him, and he's going to do what exactly after you've like had put all the people through all this distress? Like. And also now that you mentioned it, it really wasn't flushed out because how come you didn't know that he wasn't in Okay, the his, okay, the general, I forgot the general's main the main general's name. I forgot to write it down. But he he ate with the cousin going to work on the air conditioning unit and then that's how he got the plans for the house. Okay, that he ate that. Like that is that is well planned out. But stink, you ain't had nobody, you know what I'm saying, observe like you didn't hire nobody in the, in the kitchen to tell you the president was there, you know what I'm saying? Like you didn't have nobody waiting outside to That's see like to if say. the president was actually there when he pulled up. Like, like come on, and I could see like you being confused because it's a lot of like important people from all around the world at this thing, so everybody gonna have some type of security detail. Everybody gonna have a lot of stuff, but stink like come on. And you should have been you should have been observing the president for mad long before you carried out this elaborate. The president? You finna capture the president? Oh, let me not say too much because I don't need Biden people coming up here. But, like, if you, f- I feel like the highest person in the state, you're not finna try to, like, really do some research, really flesh this out so you can really get him? It don't make sense to me. Yeah. Now you got all these people, like, the the eye thing. I'm like, y'all gonna have to ease up on this eye. They, they freaking, they, right. They sewing up his eye with a sewing kit right like oh my gosh like it's a lot going on and by page eight i remember by page eight i was already kind of shaking in my boots because i was like now nah, i feel like somebody about to bust in here like oh, i don't <laughs> like this like because it was too much like the way they ended the, the air conditions they're coming out of nowhere talking about get on the floor mm-hmm. and then it's like people from all over the world like you said so then there was a language barrier so some right. people like imagine you come in and you got people pointing guns in your face and they speak in a language you don't you do not understand yeah like but that Russian dude had me weak because he was like, you know what? We've been here for 18 hours. I'm finna smoke a cigarette. <laughs> like, and the, and dude, the general, the the terrorist general was like, hey, what's going on? He like, 
I was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> like, right, like. And then he like and he and he was so bad with it. Like he waited till he finished the cigarette. I don't smoke by imagine it takes a long time to get the little thing down. Like he smoked that whole thing and then put it out in his boot. Like I was like, I know that's right. You like which like we already been in here mad long, you know. But what would you okay, what would you do in that situation? Like Girl, imagine you would perish. <laughs> <laughs> Like, imagine you was like, you thought you was at a concert. You thought you was not even a concert. It was really like a function. But also, they was sitting at tables. Like, me personally, I would have got under the table. Like, yeah, because it was a dinner party. And you just thinking, you hearing a little, you know what I'm saying? A little Hillary Hahn or whatever. And then the lights go out. And then you get on the floor. And freaking Norwegian, you don't know what's going on. Like, uh-huh. And that, that's what was scary to me because, like, the first guy, when they was, this is when I really got scared. When they started describing the first guy, the French, like, ambassador guy who noticed what was going on first. When mm-hmm. everybody was clapping because they, they cut the lights off after the, the after the last aria. Everybody was clapping. The lights went out. They were still clapping. They was like, uh, oh, whatever. But they didn't really think nothing of it. And he saw that the light was still on, like, in the kitchen, like, under the yeah. door. And then he start, he grabbed his wife's hand and was like, trying to he was trying to remember the way out in the dark and whatever but he saw that they had already surrounded thing and i'm like to be that person that's like yeah i would think not want to be, be the last person to know yeah like because like now you think he was considering making a run for it but then it's like but that moment just thinking about that moment when it comes over you like oh my gosh like something about to pop off right now and you don't know what, and you don't know mm-hmm. who, and you don't know like what their mindset is, what they there to do. Like, oh my gosh. But also, I'm I'm trying to figure out what the president finna do because I just, he already is not a good president because you literally skipped out. On, I mean, it's not like it wasn't a state event, but I assume that you have interest in Japan or at least with this conglomerate. Like, you should have been there. You you are still the president. You couldn't screen record it. What's it called? DVR. You know what I'm saying? Well, he, they like, say he don't like that. So that's what they oh, said. I missed, I must have missed that part. But I mean, um, that's really not a reason. <laughs> it's literally you are the president. It's literally not. And it's like you. What you like the moral? I mean, he doesn't seem that moral to be honest. But like, what you finna do? You know what I'm saying? Like your people. Like people are looking for you. And if you show up, like, you can alleviate them from the situation. Like, I'm not going to hold you. I mean, that's why I would never be no president. But yeah, because me personally, I would have I been a candidate. Right. <laughs> you would have been, listen, I was seeking asylum. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll figure it out. Because, no, are, because, like, that's crazy to me. Like, you got a bunch of people, like, with guns. They're looking for you specifically. And then. And they free agents. They not, you know what I'm saying? No. Yeah, no. You got um, especially like the stuff that they be doing. Like, I don't know what type of. Pr- I mean, first of all, you can't. You're not letting nothing interrupt your program, lol. But also, like, maybe that's why your country in the situation that it's in right now. I don't know what to say. Like, they talk about how jacked up the country is. Yeah, because old dude can't miss one episode of his soap opera that comes on five days a week. Right. That um to go to something to help the the economy of his country but i don't know what his situation is because like the way they be 
I was watching that that documentary was terrifying. It wasn't it was it was scary. It wasn't terrifying, but like it was scary like in a like a oh my gosh sort of way. That documentary on Netflix, it's a docu-series called How to Become a Tyrant or How to Be a Tyrant. And it basically goes every episode is a different tyrannical regime and it mm-hmm. explains how they came to power and how they lost power. Mm-hmm. Like step by step. It's crazy and like there was one and like a lot of, there's a couple different ways and it was actually really scary because the last one was the kim dynasty in north korea and it was basically explaining like how they will probably like never fall because like at this point like it's usually an outside invasion or like whatever and like they have a, a foolproof plan for continuity it's monarchy and then well tyranny but you know what i mean and um they're a nuclear power now and at this point it is not worth it for any country to invade north korea to free their people because mm-hmm. why would you get into a nuclear war over another country's people? And so it was uh, that was scary. But like one of the things, it wasn't. I think it was on the Idi Amin episode, but it wasn't Idi Amin because he was exiled. But there was one. It was an official somewhere, and I don't know if it was in. It was somewhere in Africa, and they when they had the coup and they overthrew him like they cut his ear off and they like shot him and like all this type of stuff so like as that president like i don't know what type of stuff he got going on but like you think it's somebody like they want to stage a coup on you you don't know what they finna do because they that stuff is on video they like videotaped themselves like cutting that dude's ear off and shooting him and like it was on a documentary no 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 i didn't see it i didn't see it i didn't see it because you skipped over it or no it wasn't in there it wasn't in there okay no it wasn't in there but i think it's like on the internet i think it's like on youtube Oh my god, that's like, funny. Look, but it's crazy. Like you losing an ear. Like it's crazy, and like, yeah, but it was crazy. They had what they had. They of course they had Hitler. They had the Kim Dynasty. They had Idi Amin. They had what's his name, Muammar Gaddafi. What's the other one? Oh, the one that had the crazy sons. Was it Saddam Hussein? I think it was Saddam Hussein. And um, Stalin. Those are the ones they had. Might take me a little look. Yeah, it was crazy. The Gaddafi one was crazy. Oh my, all of them were crazy. But the Gaddafi one was crazy. Sorry, this is the last time I'm going to say. They had this lady. The, the indoctrination is crazy because that was his episode. Because everybody has their different methods. Somebody, I think, what's his name? Was ruled through terror. Saddam Hussein was like... Mm-hmm ruling through terror terror that was tapping people's phones all this type of stuff Gaddafi was like he took like the educational route where he was like indoctrinating like children and like replacing stuff in schools and stuff like that and there was one guy that they he wanted to make an example out of and they tried to publicly hang him but he wasn't dying and a woman came out of the audience and wrapped herself around his legs and pulled him down on the rope to kill him that's how like far gone she was i'm like indoctrination is crazy i'm like of course that wasn't that also was not in the thing but like some people but like it's just crazy to me and also the part of it what was scary was that some of it was giving donald trump like some of that's the, the thing that's what was really scary about it was like some of the steps that they were taking were were really giving things that we had we were seeing in modern day america which i was like Especially some of the, some, someone said like, it was a tweet. It's like his, I mean, people already knew this, but sometimes you just, whatever, you see stuff. And it's like, his base is like uneducated, like, like uneducated white America is, is his base. 
and it's like th- there's a lot of them yeah so and they are armed um, and they're armed i mean what's scary about living not only just like in america but just like in this world period it's like first of all i learned a lot about the nuclear weapons problem um after the russian invasion last year um because i was like if the u.s gets involved too much then they gonna be coming over here but it's like if they do like a if a nuclear war would just like destroy the entire planet and it's just like so we're just supposed to be going to rehearsal and going to the gym and going to the store and it's just like you you pull up to the kroger parking lot and you're just not alive no more because like it's a nuclear war like there will be nothing left it's just everything just and it's also it's i remember reading an article it's like it was like if you it's almost like if you it's better off you better off not surviving because it's like the effects that it has on everything else like for like if a nuclear bomb was sent to like boston for example like all of the surrounding areas like basically like as far as freaking idaho where you getting water from ain't no ain't gonna be no power like the food destroyed like you better off just not surviving it you know what i'm saying like uh uh-uh. yeah father god so and yeah we just we just you just gotta act like you don't know you know what i'm saying because it's like what you be you can't and you can't stay in the house it don't matter where you at you just gotta go about your business because it's like if these girls get to popping off russia america and north korea they just get to it and like for what too like y'all like like let's be for real here like what is all of this for <laughs> like oh man we just walking victims to be honest like i can't say what i really want to say secret service will be at my door <laughs> Somebody said, nah, I can't. I'm not going to say it just because I don't want to be on recording, but it was a tweet that I saw. Listen, that stuff be real low-key. I feel like one time the FBI was, was you know. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it cute. Stuff, they will check up on you just to make sure. Yeah, I'm going to keep it cute. You ain't got to look for me because, listen. Um... But we're going to see. I feel like I'm really curious to see how the book is going to unfold because we already, you know, there's six chapters, right? Just ten. Or eight. Oh. You, we're doing I two love, a week. I love a good, like, staying in one place story. Like, I think those are really interesting when they're mm-hmm. well done. Obviously, this one's well done because it's a New York Times bestseller. But, like, I'm curious to see, like, how much how much more can Anne make this engaging without because the whole thing is going to be us in this in this ballroom you know what i'm saying and it's like normally this will eat it's a short story this is a novel so i'm curious to see i don't want to repeat the last time where it should have been way shorter you know but we're gonna see because it does say the terrorists and hostages they're forming bonds and and friends and lovers so i'm like so multiple or like multiple couple like what's going on so we're gonna see also, lovers with whom? Aren't y'all all married in there? Not all, but you know what I mean? And also, you let the... I mean, they ain't the... never stopped nobody before. And I forgot his kids were in there, because I thought his kids were upstairs sleeping. Yeah, they brought him downstairs. That's crazy. Yeah, that's the thing. People without any conscience, like, really terrify me, because... I mean, I guess, like, 
on the other side of it, people are so desperate for change that they they go to no end. But I feel like no matter how hyper focused you are, like children, yeah, it's crazy. And the parents who are taking care of them, like, come on, you could have left them upstairs. But yeah, y'all. Hope you're reading along with us. If not, oh, cool. All right, we moving on. Oh my gosh, sorry, the freaking spider just dropped from the ceiling in my face. Great. Yep, we are moving on. All right, y'all. Time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props. This room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Delaney? This week, I am talking about Robert Young. Robert Young, or sorry, <laughs> Doctor Robert Young um is a saxophonist and an educator um he got his uh, bachelor's his bachelor's degree from the university of of south carolina in saxophone performance um and then he got a master's he got master's of music degrees in saxophone performance from the university of michigan um and he also studied jazz saxophone there as well and he got his dma um also from the university of michigan um, he's performed with many an ensemble, including the Prison Quartet, um, the Wichita Symphony, the Charleston Symphony Orchestra, University of Michigan Symphony Orchestra. He's also an avid chamber musician. Um, he has performed um, on the Grammy Award winning album Gavin Byers, The Fifth Century with the Prison Quartet. Um, he's also been featured as a, con- a concerto soloist. Um, at the World Saxophone Congress um, and the 2020 North American Saxophone Alliance Conference um, and also with the United States Navy Band at the International Saxophone Symposium. He holds a teaching position at the University of North Carolina School of the Arts and he's the Associate Professor of Saxophone. Um, And yeah, he has very successful students that have received honors at um, national competitions um, and have been featured at several conferences throughout the country. So shout out to you, Robert Young, for being black and excellent. Period. My piece of the week is Ethiopia's Shadow in America by T.T. Flo. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. Join the Ebony Tower at patreon.com slash classically black podcast. If you're black, join ISBM. That's Ice Black Musicians on social media, IceBlackMusicians.com. Um, if you got a piece of the week suggestion, black essence suggestion, intermission suggestion, classically black podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at classically black podcast. And we will see y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Arrivederci.